We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday. It's May 4th. Yes, there's a ton of jokes and a ton of things to say, but to me, it's just May 4th and it's Day Baseball Day. We got nine games on today's slate, all in the daytime. Um, kicking off here at 1 Eastern. I think there's one 4 o'clock game and then there's a couple 3 o'clock games, but I mean, Day Baseball, can't go wrong with Day Baseball, especially on a Thursday, so... Excited to be back. Excited to have my good buddy, Eyes819, Keith Eister. Keith, hey, you filled in yesterday, too, so it's like three days running now for the morning grind for you. Yeah, three in a row, becoming a regular. Um, we've got an exciting slate here. Going to be an early one for me uh, out here in Pacific time, so I'll get up, maybe make a couple of eggs, grab some coffee, and uh, build some lineups. It'll it'll definitely be a good one, but then we got baseball all day long. You definitely can't beat that, right? What is your what is your go-to egg? Like is it a scrambled? Is it what is your go-to egg? Uh over easy for me. Over easy? All right. All right. I just my my wife was telling me today about an egg in the hole where I guess you make like toast with like egg in it. I've never had it. And she's like, Oh, I had this all the time growing up. I'm like, Well, I didn't. Why haven't you made it for me before? <laughs> <laughs> I, I am familiar with that. Yeah, you like fry the bread in the it's almost like like you know how you fry a grilled cheese, right? Um yeah. you just you crack an egg in the middle of that. It, it's good stuff for sure yeah solid yeah i mean it sounds great put a little avocado on the side like yeah i, I could do some of that so yeah excited um <laughs> she just texted me said what are you saying about me <laughs> <laughs> all right being too loud got it no i'm just kidding <laughs> but we got nine games um hope everyone had a fantastic wednesday i hope everyone had a fantastic tuesday night the millers they did their thing um we talked about them and dude i watched i watched a lot of that and it was it was, just, was, it was so fantastic um yeah. 
that those are two stars in the making. And I'll still yep. say that I don't know if either one of them are like fully ready, but those are two star pitchers um, in the making. Yeah. I had a Mason Miller over five and a half K prop and he, he, like he was pitching. Okay. His velocity was down a touch and he was just pitching to contact quite a bit, um, but ended up striking out the last two batters he faced the backdoor of the cover for the, the K prop, which was incredible. Um, and obviously Bryce Miller was just absolutely fantastic. I think they gave up one hit combined between the two of them. No runs. Bryce gave up one run uh, in his final inning, I believe. But yeah, just an incredible performance from from two really fun pitchers, young pitchers that we're, that we're going to be watching for a long time, I think. We've got another In one Baltimore, on this lake too. Baltimore did their thing, man. Like it was it was a great mix. The, we were on it on the podcast on yeah. Tuesday. So yeah, uh, congratulations Mount, double to, double, I think. Yeah, congratulations yeah. to Robert and Chat. He said helping us help thank you both for helping me take down 50k on Tuesday. Can't thank uh-huh. you guys enough. Dude, you made the lineup. We're just here to talk baseball, congratulations to you. You did it. Um, that's awesome. Congrats, um, Robert. So, that is, that is awesome. Yeah, man, that's that's sick. Um, 50k. That's a that's a dude. That's a nice hit. Like that's yeah. like the hit you hope for. Like once a baseball season, you're like, all right, the season's paid for, and yeah. then you just grind out the rest of the season trying to make you know a few bucks here, a few bucks there. So uh, that's awesome. Congratulations to you. Um, yeah, Mount Castle home double home run and um. Rush Rutschman had a monster game. So yeah. yeah, a couple doubles, bunch of RBIs, I think. So yeah, you, those were two guys you needed for sure. Yeah, fun day. So all right. Um, listen, I'm refreshed. I had a couple days off. I work for the best company when they recognize that you need a couple days off and they give them to you. So I'm ready to rock here and um, get started on this nine game slate. And just so happens we get to talk about your cubbies <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat. We got Chicago at Washington taking on the Nationals. It's going to be Corbin and Niedert, and there is not a total out for this game yet um, because Niedert isn't officially up with the club, but he's right. expected to be. So, like, he's up with the club. He's just not. Yeah. So, I I am pretty sure they're trying to get Tyon ready for this game. He he is eligible to come off the IL. You think it so? would not surprise me if this is Jamison Tyon. Yeah, so I, I read a report saying that Niedert is ready to go, um, but that wouldn't shock me if it's it's Tyon either. So let's talk. Um, let's talk Nick Niedert first. Here he's fifty seven hundred on DraftKings. Okay, prospect. I mean, nothing like top baseball prospect. He's a he's a command slash above average changeup guy with you know minus velocity. Um, any interest in Niedert against Washington here? I just don't think that he has enough strikeout upside. Washington is a, a bad offense, but they're an offense that doesn't strike out a bunch. Niedert is not a guy that that tries to strike people out. I could see him lasting five clean innings and on a bunch of ground balls, but I just I don't think that there's enough upside here. Um, so I'm out on Niedert. I just I, there's a lot of pitching on this slate that that I think is fairly priced, and I, I don't need to go down here. Yeah, um, I don't think that I need to do it either. I mean, what do we have? Tyon's price. Good question. I can pull that. So Tyon's seventy seven hundred. Um, and he only he threw a, he threw forty five pitches like in a simulated game on Tuesday. So two days ago, I wouldn't expect Tyon to go too deep here. 55 to 65 pitches um and i don't think i can do that at 7700 on this slate if it yeah, if I, it is time with you yep I, I can tell you who i'm not playing i'm not <laughs> playing patrick corbin on the other side of this game same no interest whatsoever um it's been a been a rough go for the cubs offense that we were talking up so much just a couple of days ago they have not been able to score any runs in washington the last couple of days um, but they should be able to do it tonight here against Patrick Corbin. So I'm definitely out on him. That ends today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk Cubbies. I mean, a fantastic spot really going up against Corbin. Low strikeout guy, 14.4% on the season for Corbin. 5 XFIP, 388 Woba to righties, 207 ISO. A guy that just gives up a ton of hard contact to righties and has little to no strikeout ability anymore. So... 
I mean, this is one of the best teams in baseball against left-handed pitching this season. Horner, Swanson, um, Mancini, Wisdom. I wish they'd move him up in the lineup, kind of. I mean, no one likes to play him because he hits so far down in the lineup and he just keeps smashing the baseball. So I love the Cubs in this spot. I don't love the ballpark, but I I really do think that this is a fantastic spot. Um, You know, Washington, bottom 10 bullpen. I think this is a great spot for the Cubbies today. Yeah, it, it really is. They set up amazingly against lefties. Um, they're they're not cheap. Like a lot of their um, high end hitters are forty five hundred and above. Um, Horner, Hap, Swanson, Suzuki, and Wisdom, all of them above forty five hundred. But you do have some cheap pieces to make this work. Uh, being a day game after a night game, we're going to see, I assume, the the debut of Miguel Amaya, who is a top one hundred catching prospect. Um, he is minimum price, so there's your punt catcher. That helps you fit in the wisdom, the Suzuki, Swanson, Horner. Um, you go there. And if Nelson Velasquez cracks the lineup, he's 2,600. Um, he gets a lot of platoon starts against lefties as well. So we have two really cheap guys to potentially fit with three of these big guys that have all the upside. I love the way this Cub stack sets up. Uh, Nick Madrigal is another guy who might potentially crack the lineup against a lefty. Uh, he's 2,400. I hate that you have to play him at third base, um, but he just really cheap, a slap hitter that works in a stack. Um, but I, I certainly wouldn't play him outside of a, a Cub stack. Yeah, I mean, I love the punt catcher. Um, that's fantastic. You know, yeah. assuming that he does start, I would assume he would start here. Yeah, um, Bar- Barnhart started the last two. They officially put Jan Gomes on the concussion IL today, right. so he's definitely unavailable. Um, so it, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Amaya here. And I will. So just like a quick note, Amaya is not ready for the bigs. This is not like he's not, this is not expected. Um, and I don't think he'll, unless he just comes up and just smashes for a few games and then, then they just, you know, DOA Barnhart. I mean, Jan Gomes is going to be the guy for right now, but I mean, this yeah. guy is getting the call up from double a, like this is in a, triple a crushing the ball prospect so um, yeah, he is a fly ball hitter he's a fly ball hitter and he's 2k um it's complete salary relief here so love that call love that call um washington bats i don't really have a ton of interest in washington really ever um any interest in you i mean if it's tie on definitely not um neater i like they're really cheap is the thing so i, I don't mind some taking some shots um, it would be no more than a three-man for me. I think Luis Garcia is probably the top option because he fills a weak second base position. He's 2,600. Kiebert Ruiz is a cheap catcher as well, but it's not. It's definitely not going to be a full stack for me. If you need a couple value pieces, I don't hate it. Did you mention Velasquez when we were talking about the Cubs? I did, yes. Okay. Um, I like him. Like, if you're looking, like, if you're going to play the punt catcher and if you're trying to decide between like Velasquez and Mancini, Velasquez probably hits a little bit down in the lineup and you can maybe be different there. Um, Mancini's been hitting kind of the heart of the order against left hand pitching. So I still don't have any interest in the Washington Bats. We're moving on. We got Mets, Tigers, Verlander, Rodriguez, seven and a half total. Mets, a 190 favorites. Justin Verlander, first start of the season coming off the IL. 69 pitches in his last rehab start. There was a report that said he wouldn't face any, like, big restrictions. But to think that he's going to go from, like, 70, let's call it 70 pitches to 95, I think is kind of crazy. I think he lives in that, like, 85 to 90 range, which might be enough against Detroit. But at this price tag, the price tag is the biggest downside for me when it's coming to Verlander. We know how good he is. We know how good Detroit is. Look look at what they did yesterday to Scherzer. Um, <laughs> any interest in Verlander? I mean, on a limited pitch count, like the matchup is awesome. Don't get me wrong. On the limited pitch count, we're not getting much of a discount here. And the strikeout rate isn't what it used to be either. So I'm having a hard time, like, I don't. If you guaranteed me ninety pitches, I would be interested. I don't know that I play a ton of him, um, but because I'm not even positive we're getting ninety pitches here, I'm struggling to get up here. Um, we have a, there's a couple pitchers in the eight K range I really like. There's some cheaper guys than that too that I think are playable. I don't. I don't know that I, I'm going all the way up to Verlander today. 
I certainly wouldn't try to talk you off of it if you just like he could absolutely smash in five or six innings here against one of the worst offenses in baseball. So he's in play, but I don't think he's like a, an absolute need to spend up for on the slate. Oh, Mr. Verlander. Um, man, man, oh man. I just, you're excited for the matchup, but I mean, it's really hard for me to say like I'm playing him over guys like Kirby against Oakland, yep. Eflin against Pittsburgh, Pablo Lopez against Chicago. Like, I mean, those guys are all stretched out and they're in plus matchups. Um, you know, we're going to talk about Rodriguez for Baltimore who's shown some strikeout ability against a strikeout Kansas city team. So like, I just don't know if today is the day that I play Verlander. Um, listen, there's slates this year where we would be jumping all over Justin Verlander um, with, with 70 pitches at this price, but not today. Um, Rodriguez, the Mets are worse against lefties. Um, Rodriguez has been pitching. Okay. Any interest in Rodriguez at 7,800? He's had a really nice season. I'm, I'm glad he's turned it around. Whatever he was dealing with last year, he had to step away from the team. So it's nice to see him back and having success. I, I, I don't think I want to pick on the Mets still. It is a good ballpark. Um, you just listed a bunch of pitchers that I think have a, a lot of upside. I don't, I don't need to see – I don't see a reason that I need to pick on the Mets today. Um He's fine. If he comes in really low owned, a tournament dart or two is fine. Uh, but I don't think he'll be somebody I'm seeking out heavily. Yeah. I mean, he looks healthy. Like he looks good on the hill. Um, I mean, if you compare his 2022, 2023 numbers, like just a completely different pitcher, like XFIP is down almost two and a half points. The swinging strike rate is up. Like the strikeout rate is up. The walk rate is down. Um, I mean, just like honestly, looking at Rodriguez, he's put together a good year, and the Mets are not great against left handed pitching. Rodriguez would be a lineup play for me if they, for some reason, roll out that like four, five, six left handed lineup, like heavy lineup. I'm in. I, th I think that's where I would potentially take some shots on Rodriguez um, because I mean, he's still very, very good against left-handed hitters. So um, I mean, probably not today. Any interest in the Mets bats here? I mean, Pete Alonzo as a one-off, I'm always interested in that against a lefty. Their prices aren't terrible. Like they've been expensive. Lindor's down to 4,600. So it, like maybe I can make a three man here. Um, but like we've talked about a little bit, they're just not quite as good against lefties. They have a lot of left-handed bats, which is part of that reason. Um, and with Rodriguez's success against lefties, I'm not looking to do it a ton. It's Alonzo. Marte's fine at 4,800. Lindor's fine at 4,600. But that's a, a re really expensive three-man. Um, I'm trying to find like a platoon outfielder or something. Tommy Pham's probably in the lineup at 2,700. So I think I'd go like Alonzo Lindor fam as a three-man or Canna if he's in there. Yeah, Canna, I mean, not great this year against lefties. Um, I mean, it sounds like we're going to have like a punt catcher for the Cubs. Alvarez potentially as a catcher pivot play. And don't yeah, ever call. forget like about Pete Alonzo. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> right. He He's really good at hitting baseballs. Uh, Lindor's been great from the right side of the plate this year too. Um any interest in Detroit here against Verlander? Nope. Yeah, I mean, even if he doesn't go too deep in this game, it's really hard for me um, to have interest. Like, the Mets are the top 10 bullpen. I mean, there's just nothing standing out as, hey, we should play Tigers bats in this spot. All right. Man, I love day baseball. I'm so pumped for this slate. Pittsburgh at Tampa Bay, eight total. Rays a 205 favorite. Eflin and Velasquez facing off against each other. Hey, Vince Velasquez has put some games <laughs> together. I have no idea what is going on outside of some of the matchups he's had. Like, he's had some good matchups. But, I mean, he, he beat the Cardinals. And it wasn't like he beat them. Like, he beat them. Um, I mean... Gosh, it's I can't play him today. I like I respect what he's doing and how well he's been pitching, but on the other side of that, like I respect how good Tampa is this year. 
Yeah, same. When I opened up the slate and I saw Vince Velasquez against Tampa, I'm like, okay, we're like Tampa's going to be chalky. Uh, and then I looked in Vince Velasquez a little <laughs> bit. I had no idea he had been doing this. But dude crazy. has been yeah. like legit four awesome starts in a row. Good for him. No thanks for me against the best offense in baseball to this point, which is wild to stay wild to say, but it honestly hasn't even been close. They're the best by a mile. The Rays are that is. They're great. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they're facing lefties, righties, like they are just, they're hitting everything. I mean, everything like to like put in perspective, like how good they've been this year against left-handed pitching. They have a 160 WRC plus as a team. The second highest has a 131, like 29 <laughs> points better than the second highest team against right-handed pitching. They have a 144 WRC plus and the second best team has a 125, 19 points better. Like, they have the best stats against lefties and righties this season. And it's it just, is absolutely yeah. incredible. If if you all wow. aren't familiar with what WRC plus is as a stat, it measures like a one sixty means they are sixty percent better than league average. That's just insane and not a number that you hardly ever see, especially when talking about an entire offense. It doesn't usually get that high, right? Or in like separate. Yeah, I that mean, like much. elite like, offenses are like one one twenty WRC pluses usually. Yeah, like, I mean, right-handed pitching, because I have that up in front of me, outside of Tampa, there's one, two, three teams um, with WRC pluses over 120. They're at 144. It's insane. Is it going to regress? It probably is going to regress <laughs> some. <laughs> Who knows when? <laughs> I mean, uh, they're just, they're doing their thing, man. Um, it, it's It's really great to see. All right, uh, let's talk Zach Eflin, man. 9,100 here, getting a great matchup, going up against Pittsburgh. The price is fair. I mean, it was nice when we were getting him a lot cheaper. The pitch count, I think, is the biggest concern. I mean, he really hasn't pitched deep into a game, even though he's had outings where he's been pitching well. What are your thoughts on Eflin here? Yeah, the, it's the pitch count for me. Um, I, I was on the podcast with you last time. He was on the slate, and I was really interested against the White Sox, and you talked me off him a little bit because of, of how few pitches he's thrown this year. I love the matchup. I like the pitcher, too. I think there's talent here. He's getting strikeouts. I just, like, if they're only going to let him go 75, 80 pitches, I can't pay 9,100 for him. I love the matchup. I do. Um like he's so he's so fringy for me. Like if he comes in lower owned because Kirby, like Kirby's probably my my favorite pitcher on the slate for what yeah. it's worth. Um, we're gonna talk about him when we get there. But like Kirby's my like favorite pitcher on the slate right now. So if like if everyone's kind of leaning that same way, um, and like we're gonna get Eflin at lower ownership, maybe I fire some shots. But I mean, I could tell you right now, there's a great chance, great chance. My like combo is Rodriguez and Kirby, like on my main build. Uh, I mean, yep. that is where I'm leaning right now. Um, like in my three entry max, like I that that is where like Eflin is very borderline for me. Like he's very borderline because I mean, if he's pitching well, will they let him go 90? Like it's so hard to say. Um, I mean, I love the matchup against Tampa or like against Pittsburgh in Tampa. Good ballpark for pitching. It, it really comes down to like you're gambling with pitch count. Like, will he go six and ninety-five? I mean, that's what you're that's what you're gambling with. But I mean, Tampa has the second best bullpen in baseball behind the Yankees this season. So that is they don't need him to go seven, eight innings. Like if he if he can go out and throw 80, 85 pitches and pitch well, they don't need him to go um 95, 100 pitches. So I mean, Tampa, they're playing for the World Series at this point. <laughs> like, they're, they're, like, we got to keep these guys healthy. But, I mean, he's he's really fringy for me. Um, I am not going out of my way to play Pittsburgh Bats. I can tell you that. I mean, you could always play Reynolds, but I don't want to one-off Reynolds at 5,500 against a tough pitcher. Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh's been a nice surprise as well. Like, they're they're outperforming expectations, um, but not, not the spot. Really tough ballpark. And I know their home park is tough too, but Tampa's – even another level. Um, Reynolds is expensive. Even Cabrian Hayes is priced up now too. Um, like Sawinski at thirty eight hundred, I don't, I don't hate that price, uh, but I'm definitely not stacking. I'd be looking for uh, a home run off of a fly ball pitcher like Eflin. Uh, I think Sawinski would be my my top choice for that, just because of the price. 
All right, Tampa Bats. I mean, you could play any of them right now. Um, they're just they're really expensive. I mean, they're really, really expensive, and it, rightfully so. Um, rightfully so. But I, I mean, I don't see like I don't see like the cheap pitchers to make it work today. You know, we don't have two Millers facing off against each other that are going to go and dominate. <laughs> um, but all like all joking aside, I just don't see like. I don't see enough value on this slate to be able to stack Tampa because I mean, the guys you want to stack like now, like even like both like Lau and low are both now getting up there. Like they're just, it's almost, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but it's really tough. You're going to play like Riley and I mean, maybe like Siri or walls or somebody. And then, I mean, then get in like two or three of the big bats. It's just really hard to stack them and still feel good about like what you're building around. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that they play a lot of their games in that 6:40 Eastern time slot that doesn't end up on the main slate because I would have been losing so much money on this run that they're on. Like they just they score double digit runs every night it feels like and I can't envision myself playing them at these prices. So thankfully they haven't been on many main slates. Um I, again, I just I don't think I can do it. They have their five uh, four top hitters are 5k or above, even Josh Lowe like you mentioned at 4700. I can't do it. I, I agree with your, your assessment of pitching. Like those two 8K pitchers are where I'm going to have the majority of my ownership today as well. And I'm just not going to have enough money to fit in multiple 6K guys and a 5K guy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Um, I'm not going to tell. I won't tell anybody at this point not to play Tampa. Yeah, it certainly wouldn't surprise me if they hit four home runs and put up 13 runs again. (laughs) Yeah, at at any point right now. um, It's just we live in a salary cap world. All right, Angels and Cardinals, nine total in this game. Cardinals are 136 favorite. Canning and Flaherty facing off against each other. Uh, Any interest here in Griffin Canning? I do. If I'm going down, I think this is the guy I'm looking for. Um, St. Louis is in a bad way right now. They have been struggling mightily on offense. They did get to Otani a little bit, but he still had 13 strikeouts. Um, Canning is a talented young pitcher. The pitch count is a little concerning. He's been at 88 and 100 his last two, but he's a guy that they I think they're going to be pretty careful with. If he has, if he labors in any of those innings, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets pulled at 80 pitches. If it's going well, it looks like he has 95-100 in the tank, uh, and they will let him go a little bit. I think at that price, um, I'll, I'll take some shots. It's certainly risky. I still respect the Cardinals' offense, even though it's been a rough go for them here recently. But I, I do like Canning as a pitcher as well, and I, I like the price tag. Yeah, I mean, the strikeout's 24% on the season. Both sides of the plate, um, big swinging strike rate, almost 16% you know, generating a ton of swinging strikes outside of the zone, outside swinging strike rate, like 31%. That's fantastic. Um, so I think average is like 26 or 27, 28, somewhere around that range. So like he's above average at getting um, swinging misses outside the zone. And I think that's fantastic. Anytime you get that number up in the thirties, it's always good. Um, I mean, you mentioned it, like the Cardinals are struggling a little bit right now. I think that, I think he's playable today just because of his price. Um, I don't think he has a clean start. Like we played him last time out against Oakland. He had a terrible first inning 
and then just absolutely crushed the rest of the game. It was fantastic. Um, so hopefully you can get that first inning jitters out. And it wasn't an arm injury with Canning. It was he stre- like lower back stress fracture or something that missed like a year and a half because of that. So I'm not too concerned about pitch count. I do think like they've already shown us to let him go 100 when he's pitching well. So we hope that's the case. Um, Flaherty on the other side of this game, any interest in Flaherty here? I mean, he is more talented than his 7,600 price tag. It seems like he's turning his season around a little bit coming out of the gate this season. He could not find the plate to save his life. Um, he's gotten that under control a little bit. He still has some work to do there, but the strikeouts have started to show up also, um, struck out seven against the Dodgers last time out nine against Seattle the time before that. That's like he is a pitcher that has really good stuff. And like he just dealt with a bunch of injuries. He seemed to have lost his mechanics coming into the year. But if he can get it figured out, um, 7,600, we like the Angels are a solid offense. I think they're better against lefties, though. So I don't mind some shots on Flaherty. Uh, I think he comes in with pretty low ownership here because of the matchup and because of the pitchers just above him in that 8K range. Um, So I don't hate some tournament shots on him. It could go south in a hurry. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if he just can't find the plate again, but I do think there's some strikeout upside here. This is one of these like situations where you open the slate tomorrow and you're like super excited to see like an extreme pitcher's umpire. Um, that's I think that both of these pitchers could benefit from that, but I mean, there's strikeouts in this lineup. It's the top end of this lineup is extremely tough against righties or lefties, but the bottom half of this lineup when they have like Wallach and Ward and, Ursula in it. I mean, even like Neto, like he's a guy that doesn't like necessarily scare you to go out and hit home runs. So, I mean, you're really just, if you're playing a pitcher, you're really just kind of hoping that like Trout, Rendon, Renfro, Dury don't beat you. Otani, I almost forgot Otani. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't hate Flaherty. He's not my favorite, but again, like, we might see a lot of ownership on Rodriguez where like you're looking for a pivot in this range. So, all right. Angels bats. I mean, Flaherty's hittable definitely to lefties, which is Otani. Um, and like blast from the past, right? Like, like former, former, like, um, all-star Jake lamb, just hitting the baseball. I just got an alert that he just hit another home run. Um, (laughs) minimum salary, Jake lamb, any interest there? Yeah, I mean, he's clearly still got some pop. So I, I agree. I'm looking for lefties. The Angels don't have a ton of them. That's part of why you like I have Flaherty, a little yeah. bit of yeah, a little bit of interest in Flaherty. Obviously, Otani's the the elite option. Um, I certainly don't mind trying to find a cheap homer with with Lamb either. But not a stack for me. I don't think not a stack for me. Yeah. I mean, and, and Lamb would be like one of those things where I really like the whole build and I have a first base spot. And like, how often does that really happen? Um, it doesn't happen very often. Let's just be honest. All right. Cardinals against Canning. Um, I mean, the Cardinals are still priced up. Like, I will say, like, Arenado's, I guess their prices have come down a little bit. Um, Contreras' price is fair. Gorman's price. Like, I mean, they're actually, like, their pricing makes them very stackable. Yeah, I, I do like the pricing here. Goldschmidt's expensive, but that's to be expected. He's one of the best hitters in the game. I love the price on Gorman at 4300 if Newt Bar's leading off again or in the two-hole at 4,200, I, I think that's fine. Um, depending on where Donovan is hitting, he has second base eligibility, 3,500. Um, so it's lefties first for me. Contreras and Arenado, will, I certainly wouldn't kick them out of the lineup, um, especially Contreras who fills the catcher. Um, but yeah, I like the the pricing here makes it makes them very stackable. DeYoung is still really cheap, 2,600. Carlson's been playing quite a bit here recently. He's 2,800. Definitely, definitely can stack him. I like Canning as a pitcher, but I don't think he's like going to go with a clean sheet here. I like the price. Like we know like the capabilities of this offense. So like if you end up like wanting to stack them, I mean, they're a team that can hang crooked numbers. So they're eventually going to break out of this funk. They're that's too good of an offense. All right, we got Baltimore at Kansas City. I mean, I listen, I've been waiting to talk about this spot. I know you all already kind of know that. 
Um, potential weather late in this game from what I was reading, but I mean, I'll let Kevin Roth tell us about that in the morning. I hope there's not weather in this game because I really like this spot. We got Rodriguez and Lyles facing off against each other here. This game, nine and a half total. Um, Orioles are 164 favorite. So let's talk Rodriguez. Um, what are your thoughts on him today? I think he is a phenomenal play, just like you. Um, we talked about the Millers on Monday night. Grayson Rodriguez is a better prospect than both of those guys, which is insane to say, uh, but big-time stuff. Number 17 overall in, in baseball, according to Fangraphs. Uh, this is one of the, if not the best pitching prospect in baseball. Um, he's had some success as well. This is his uh, sixth start of the season already. His strikeout rate is over 30%. So, not only has he shown off huge stuff in the minors, it is translating to the big leagues. This is a guy that's ready, in my opinion. He's not going anywhere. He's here to stay. He is going to be one of the best pitchers in baseball soon. Dude, what's crazy, too, is he's gotten a little unlucky as a 360 Babbitt, um, which is just wild to me. Like, I think that's crazy that he's gotten unlucky and he's pitched this well. Like, he has a very good changeup, very good changeup that – He's been able to generate some ground balls with when he needs to get some outs, but this this guy has had big strikeout stuff ever since he got drafted. Um, and I mean, he was a first round draft pick that is definitely panning out for this team. So love this spot, Kansas City, one of the worst offenses in baseball against right handed pitching. We talk about it all the time. You know how we were talking about one forty four WRC plus for Tampa? Well, sixty five WRC plus for Kansas City. <laughs> Um, they're the lowest in baseball it's 26 percent k's on the season yeah i mean rodriguez it's like i might just say like i'm gonna keep saying it like rodriguez kirby i might just lock it in play the two of the better pitchers against two of the worst offenses and just call it a morning um and see how it works out and just get different with my bats i think there's some bats you can get different with on this slate but yeah rodriguez he is a he's a phenomenal phenomenal spot or in a phenomenal spot with a ton of talent. And the good thing is Jordan Lyles is pitching on the other side of this game. So, you know, Baltimore is going to be doing, doing some favors here for their pitcher. Um, we're not playing Jordan Lyles. I'm not even going to let Keith talk six X tip, <laughs> 17% K's. He's atrocious. Um, talk to me here about Baltimore bats. Yeah. One of the top stacks on the slate. Um, obviously we have a Coors game as well. We've, we love the Cubs as a stack, but Baltimore might be, the top overall stack of the day. Lyles has had a fly ball home run problem his entire career. We've picked on him for many years in DFS uh, and Baltimore sets up really good against him here. They're expensive, but I, I don't care. Um, you got to find a way to get in Rutschman and uh, Mountcastle in particular. Mullins is really expensive. Again, a priority at the top of the lineup. Gunnar Henderson is a guy I'm going to continue to play until he starts to hit. Um, just, I love the prospect. He looked awesome last year. It's been a struggle for him this year, but he's 3,700. I'm just going to keep playing him. If Ryan O'Hearn is in there again, he's 2,400, um, a power bat against a, a pitcher with a home run problem. I'm certainly interested in that. Uh, Santander Hayes are totally fine. Mateo's price is outrageous, but dude has been just raking this year and stealing bases. Like it's, it doesn't feel comfortable to pay 5100 for Mateo, but if you can fit him, I certainly don't hate it. Yeah, I mean, um, overall, like overall, my priority here is Mateo. He's just <laughs> crushing right-handed pitching, and this is a fantastic spot for him, you know? So I think Mountcastle... His advanced numbers against right-handed pitching are a little bit better than what he has, like, on the surface. Um, so, like, if you want to take shots on Mountcastle, he's more of a ground ball hitter facing a fly ball pitcher that struggles with home runs. Um, so he's definitely going to benefit in a matchup like this. So um, love this spot for him. Another guy that I just want to throw out there that we haven't seen a lot of, but he's kind of like Henderson. If he does draw the start here is Stowers. Um prospect with some power um I, I think he's another guy that you could potentially take shots on here i love the O'Hearn call too we got some cheap first base plays today for sure um kansas city bats any interest in kansas city here no um i'm just i'm gonna have too much exposure to to grayson uh where i 
I don't even think I'm hunting a home run here. Um, if, if Rodriguez gets blown up, then I probably just am going to lose this slate. Can't see myself stacking Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, Vinny, maybe. Um, I think if, if, if the home run comes here, it would probably be him. But I'm with you. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to chase home runs. There's some good spots, like especially the other side of this game. Like We just got done talking about Baltimore. Fantastic spot for them today. Minnesota at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Seven and a half total in this game. We got Giolito and Lopez facing off against each other. Twins, a 132 favorite. Let's talk Pablo Lopez at 9,900 going up against our favorite White Sox. Um, thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, the price is a little bit hard for me, especially when we have two awesome 8K pitchers. But Pablo has been really good this year. Has fallen off a little bit recently, but I, I still believe in the pitcher. Like I said, when, when they – traded for him from Miami that it was a great pickup like a really talented pitcher who lost his way a little bit last year came out just in great form so far this season still got the strikeouts in the last couple of starts not scared of the White Sox offense um, I think he comes with fairly low ownership because it's going going to go to Grayson and Kirby We'll see how, how often I can get up there, but I, I'm definitely interested. I like the matchup. I like the pitcher. I just don't love the price tag. Yeah. Um... Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. I think it's an interesting spot. I can't wait to see his ownership. Yeah. Um, because like Pablo Lopez has just been a little unlucky to start the season. His advanced metrics look great. The strikeout stuff is phenomenal. 15% swinging strikes, 31% Ks. We know how much the White Sox strike out. So he is he's a top end pitcher for me. 31 fantasy points against the White Sox earlier this season, 10 strikeouts. Like he has the ability to put up a monster game. Could he like could he be like the pivot off of Kirby? Could you play him with Kirby instead of Rodriguez? Yes. I think both of those answers are yes. So um, I, I like Lopez a lot today. He's one that I'll be like waiting to see what his strikeout prop comes in at. Um, I looked before. I didn't see it, but it could be up by now. Giolito on the other side of this game. I mean, he's had some decent starts like this season, like from time to time. Um, it just, which Giolito are you getting on any given day kind of seems to be the MO here, um, it's not anything to do with luck. I mean, he's giving up a ton of fly balls. Like, he is giving up 68% fly balls to lefties. And honestly, there's a there's enough lefties in this lineup, I think, that we're a little concerned about, like, how much fly balls he's giving up here. Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. But I will say the strikeout stuff has still been there. Um, yeah. Like, he, he's generating the strikeouts. This, he's a very similar play to Flaherty, and they're almost identically priced. So I'm just going to play the ownership game with those two guys. If one of them is getting ownership, I'll play the other one. Uh, if they're both, both low-owned, I don't mind taking shots on either one of the, these guys. Like, There's talent in there. They're, they're just two like former really good pitchers who have kind of lost their way a little bit. Uh, Minnesota, like surprisingly, has struck out the fourth most in baseball so far this season, I believe. Um, I mean, that makes sense when you think about like adding Gallo and things like that. Yeah, for 25.6% Minnesota struck out at. It would. I don't think it's crazy to think that Giolito could have some success here. It's certainly extremely high risk. It's large field tournament only. Um, but at 7,400, there there is strikeout upside here. Yeah, I mean, I think because of the slate, I think he's in play for sure. 
Like, and their strikeouts in this lineup, Correa, Polanco, Buxton, Gallo. Uh, I mean, if Taylor cracks the lineup, like he's a guy that strikes out a ton. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of power in this lineup. So like, you're definitely worried about, um, home runs. Like you, that is your biggest concern. I will say it is the night before, but the weather low sixties wind blowing in at nine mile an hour. I mean, potentially helps a little bit bats in this one. Any interest here in Minnesota? Yeah. I mean, I'm playing both sides of this. We talked about all Giolito's issues so far this year. There's a lot of power on, on the Swins team. Gallo at 4,500 is like price adjusted, probably my favorite. Obviously, Buxton is, is amazing. Uh, Polanco and Correa are, are fine. I don't love that they're priced up a little bit. Um, I think I'd prefer to go down to the lefties like Kepler and Larnock. Um, but yeah, that I'm, I'm going to be stacking Minnesota for sure. Giolito, with all his fly balls, he's had control issues as well. Um, Minnesota's a good stack today. Yeah, I mean, you're chasing a home run stack here. This is a spot where if he's just missing by a little bit, we're we're looking at two or three home runs, um, four home runs, five home runs. Like th- that is like the ceiling here. Like he's either giving up multiple home runs or not home run. Like two multiple home run games, zero, zero, or four, zero home run games. So like just, I mean, that's the type of pitcher you're getting with Giolito. So stack or fade spot for me. Um, White Sox. I respect Lopez. I don't see a ton of upside in this White Sox lineup. I'm probably going to put them on the shelf today. Yeah, I'll, I'll be with you there. Um, there are some cheap pieces here, but they just they haven't been very good, and Pablo Lopez is, is a good pitcher on the other side. So no White Sox for me. All right, cruising along. We move on from the 2 o'clock games to the three later games. We got Milwaukee at Colorado. This game is very questionable. Um, I'll see what Roth has to say in the morning, but 12 total in this one, the Brewers are 150 favorite Miley and Seabold pitching against each other. But I was looking at the weather for this game and it is ugly, like 80% chance of rain for a lot of the morning throughout the afternoon. This is a day game. These teams are traveling or no, I mean, at least um, Milwaukee's traveling. I think Colorado has a weekend series at home. Um, So definitely going to see what Kevin Roth has to say about this game. Personally, just rain out, postpone this thing at like 11 o'clock in the morning, call it a day. Um, Any interest in Wade Miley against Colorado? No. Um, I mean, especially with weather issues, like even if you wanted to try to talk yourself into it, like Miley He's been getting results. He's a ground ball guy. You definitely need some Babbitt to go your way, but just the weather at all, if, if that's concerning at all, there's just no chance. All right, we're going to get Seabold for probably 60, 65, 70 pitches, a few innings. Um, Sensatella is coming back. He's pitching Friday. Um, so we're not expecting him to go long. It's going to be a Colorado bullpen game. We're not playing Connor Seabold. Um Let's just say that like he's not going to pitch deep into this game. I will say the if this game plays Milwaukee stacks, interesting because Colorado bottom 10 bullpen bullpen type of game. These are the games you're kind of excited for um, stacking against. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've faded Milwaukee so far in the series and it's it's worked out. Uh, it's going to be really tough to do that today. Seabold's not very good. The Colorado bullpen behind him is is very bad. So like I'm. I, I think Milwaukee's overrated as an offense in general, but this is a spot where I think I need some exposure. Um, like their their pricing isn't even outrageous either. Uh, Adamas is six k, Yelich is fifty four hundred, Tellas is five k, but then like Winker's down at thirty seven hundred. Um, like they're gonna do their platoon thing. Like Terang probably cracks the lineup at twenty eight hundred. Phil second base. Um, it's like there's going to be some cheap pieces in here. We'll have to wait and see what the lineup looks like exactly. But like Weimer's probably in there to play center. Um, Taylor just came off the IL. He's 2,300. Like there's going to be some 2K bats in this Milwaukee lineup that make it pretty easy to get up to Adamas and Tellus and Contreras as well. So you're going to pick two or three of your top end guys with a couple 2K guys. It's pretty easy to stack them, and it's a, a fantastic spot against a bad Colorado bullpen. I'm with you. Um, I, I'm everything you said. I, I'm with you. Um, Colorado bats against Miley. 
Miley can be feisty. Um, and, and like a, a guy that like don't typically stack against. Um, I will say like in cores, um, you know, you're always more likely to stack against a pitcher because it's cores, low strikeouts. He throws a cutter a lot. I don't know. Like I haven't looked on, um, I haven't looked and see if it's like a breaking cutter um, or like a sinking cutter. If it's a sinking cutter, it won't move as much in cores. Um, he's a changeup cutter guy really at this point of his career. And he's throwing 85 miles an hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was joking. <laughs> I, I think Colorado's in play, man. I mean, you got Chris Bryant, you got CJ Crone. You could kind of build around those two guys. Those are like your main pieces here. Diaz is like 3,900 if everyone's going to be punting catcher. Um, I mean, he makes a lot of sense to, you know, get a little bit of exposure. Gritchick is 3,500. So, yeah, I mean, I think that Colorado is definitely stackable in this spot. Again, I hope this game rains out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you that I don't generally pick on Miley. Um, he's just a, a decent enough real-life pitcher to where he doesn't get blown up a ton. He has the ground ball skills to get out of jams. That doesn't always work in Colorado, though. Um, just it's a, a huge park with a big outfield, and it, like anything that gets through the infield, if it if it heads toward the towards the gap, is a double instead of a single. So more upside than usual against a guy like Miley. Um, agree that Bryant and Crone are, are the two targets here. Diaz has hit the ball really well recently. Uh, Thirty nine hundred. He actually his price came down a little bit. He was up in the four Ks uh, on Wednesday night. So. Um, like the Gritchick call at 3,500 as well. Very stackable for sure. All right. We got Seattle at Oakland. Hey, this game, we don't have to worry about weather. Um, we got Kirby against Rosinski pitching for Oakland. Eight total. Mariners, a 250 favorite in this game. I, Kirby, I mean, like I said, I think he's the best pitcher on the slate. Gets the best matchup. He's coming off of his best start of the season against Philadelphia. Looked fantastic in that game. I mean, still really hasn't touched like 100 pitches yet. But, man, give me last game every time, and I'm very happy with that. So, I think George Kirby, fantastic spot. Really hasn't had like that big like 8, 9, 10 strikeout game. I think this could be his first like monster, monster game this year. Yeah, I'm completely with you. I love George Kirby as a pitcher. Just love watching him work. He puts the ball wherever he wants. He has, in for my money, the best control and command in baseball. Two walks in 30 and two-thirds innings. Like, he's just – he literally just throws the ball wherever he wants. And the pitch count doesn't matter because he's so efficient. He goes deep into games despite not throwing a bunch of pitches because he doesn't walk anybody. Um, the strikeout stuff is trailing a little bit compared to his – what he was able to do last year, I think we see some regression up on that. Um, so seeing a few strikeouts in the last one is a good sign and matchups don't get much better than this uh, against Oakland in Oakland being a right-handed pitcher. So to totally agree. He's underpriced here. Um, top pitcher on the slate for me as well. I mean, really hasn't had like a great strikeout matchup yet. Like Philadelphia, he struck out seven. That's a plus strikeout matchup. St. Louis is not a plus strikeout matchup. Most games, um cleveland's not a plus strikeout matchup the angels depending on the lineup they roll out there not a plus strikeout matchup so the one that's like why didn't he strike out more was probably colorado um but yeah i mean this is listen i'll play just about anybody against oakland let's be honest um but getting getting this type of talent against oakland i mean it's hard not to just say hey play this guy all right drew rosinski on the other rockzinski on the other side of this game, um, hey, he kind of looked the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to play him against Seattle today. No, me either. Um, there, there's not going to be any strikeouts. Like, I was interested to see if maybe he found something after being overseas for a couple years um, and then having some decent success there. But even over there, he wasn't a huge strikeout pitcher. He's just he's going to be a pitch to contact guy. Um, Seattle's a, a solid offense, so no thanks. Yeah, I mean, just I, I feel like he's just going to be a guy that they are going to go out and try to eat up innings with. Um, I think Seattle is a really sneaky stack. Hate the ballpark, hate the ballpark, but this offense is so talented. Um, with Rodriguez back too, finally. I mean, like he was expected back yet the other day and got scratched, but ended up. I haven't. 
haven't seen if he's played the whole game. I know that game was going on when we started, but uh, it was um, on rain good delay. To, is it? Yeah, I, I don't know if they they it looks like they might have just started. Okay, um, but I know he like he got the start though, and I think that is yep. that's what we wanted to see, right? Um, him hitting leadoff, but yeah, I think I like the Seattle stack here. I mean, a pitch to contact guy against a team that strikes out a ton but has a ton of power. I mean, this is a good spot. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the power of bats for sure. I know the park is not great for home runs, um, but there, there's going to be a lot of contact here. Julio's the top option. Kelnick has been amazing. Price is coming up, but it's still probably not quite high enough. Uh, 4,400 is, is very fair for what he's been doing this year. And then everybody else is kind of cheap. Um, Raleigh's priced up a little bit more, but a catcher with big-time power. Um, Teoscar is, a, is down to 3,900. He's been struggling a little bit, but and usually we like to play him against lefties. There's still plenty of power against righties there. Um, Suarez is 3,600, big-time power. Like, these power bats are, are cheap. Um, like, you can get Julio and then a couple of 3K guys in there, and all of them have two home run upside in this spot, even in a tough park. So I, I think the Seattle stack is, like, as far as going off the board, obviously Coors is going to be owned – I think the Cubs run into some ownership um, and there was one other one that I'm missing who's going to be fairly owned uh, Baltimore. Um, I think those are the top four. So like we're looking at probably like the fifth or sixth highest owned stack on the, on the board. And I think they have just as much upside as, the, as those top stacks. Any interest in the Oakland bats? No, absolutely none. My job is to ask. We <laughs> finished it out. With the four o'clock game, the standalone four o'clock game, Atlanta at Miami. <laughs> so random. Um, so we don't know who's pitching for the Braves yet. I have looked, I have tried to find it, I have not found anything. I'm striking out. Um, could the Braves have any worse luck this year, injury wise? Man, Kyle Wright left the game after just a couple of innings. Michael Harris left the game. That was supposedly more precautionary, but this team has just been ravaged by injuries this year. So I'm looking and it. Dylan Dodd might get the call up here. I think I saw that. Yeah, so Dodd will get called up to start Thursday game against the Marlins. Yep. We've seen Uh, him a couple times. Decent prospect. Yep. Not a huge strikeout guy. This is a a control guy. Um, Lefty, right? Yep. Yeah, lefty. Um, Is he even in the player pool? Um. He probably is. They generally keep most of the pitchers in, especially since he's, he's not, actually. that's He's not in the player pool. That is It'd be surprising. interesting to see if they add him in the yeah. morning if it gets announced. Because if they add him and he's 4K, I might actually have a little interest against the Marlins. Um, but, yeah, uh, he's not a huge strikeout guy. And I, I really, like, I want to attack Miami with strikeout guys. But, I mean, they need him to go out and throw some innings here. Uh, like you said, they've had some bad luck recently. But, yeah, I mean, this is a right – I mean, Solaire, ah, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, it, let's just hope they don't add him. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Lizardo on the other side of this game, a tough matchup against Atlanta. Um, any interest here? Like, I I don't think we've had to talk about Lizardo yet this season because he's been on these weird slates all year. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. Atlanta is a team that I never mind playing a pitcher against. It will go poorly a lot of times, most times. But Lizardo has big-time strikeout stuff. The leash has been fantastic this year. He's been at 95 pitches in all five of his last starts and 91 in his, in his only other start this season. So they're letting him go deep into games. The control has improved. A really talented pitcher here. Atlanta has strikeouts. There's certainly plenty of power, but there are strikeouts in this lineup as well. We've got a good pitcher's park here in Miami. I, I wouldn't call you crazy for taking some shots, and I'm I'm thinking about doing it myself. The reason being, we talked about how much we love Grayson Rodriguez, 8,300. We talked about how much we love George Kirby, exact same price range. Like, Luzardo is going to come in with very low ownership in, in a tough matchup, and I think he, like, he has upside for eight, eight to 10 K's in this spot. He also has the upside to get blown up for six hundred runs, but I think there's, there's upside. I don't mind some tournament shots here. And I don't think they open the ballpark. It's hot in Florida already. So it's not like summer hot yet, but I mean, it's, it's mid eighties hot. So, and it's four o'clock game. Yeah. What <laughs> are you doing? Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, overall, I, I think that this is a boom bust spot that's going to probably be low owned. Yep. So if you want to take shots on it, like this is one of those spots on like a three entry max, you could play Lizardo on a team and you could stack Atlanta on a team. Um, because it, I mean, it really, it could go either way. Uh, Atlanta bats. I mean, Riley Murphy, Albies, um, all very good against left-handed pitching. Um, Acuna is hitting the ball on the ground a ton. Lazardo being a fly ball guy could potentially help Acuna being a fly ball uh, or ground ball hitter. Riley hits the ball ground a lot too. So like both of those guys could benefit from this spot. Um, Pilar has been getting some spot starts. Ozuna's hanging on somehow. Hey, he homered. I think he homered I twice on Wednesday, actually. I saw that. <laughs> um, good for him. Yeah. They want to trade him, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they would love to get rid of that Nobody contract. would take that. <laughs> nope. We'll pay 50% of it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, talk to me about Atlanta bats here. Yeah, I mean, they're like the reason Lazardo is going to be unknown is because of how good Atlanta's offense is. I love Austin Riley against lefties all the time. Uh, Murphy, Albies, also really good against lefties. Acuna and Olsen have upside in any matchup. Um, yeah, Gr- Grissom at 3,300 I'm interested in. Ozuna's probably in the lineup again at 2,300 to help make things work, or you can use Pilar if you prefer that route. Um, I'm not going to have a ton of them. Like They're definitely at least six on the list for me. Um, but you, I think you should always have an Atlanta stack. They just have have big upside anytime they're they're on the field. It seems that way, right? Yeah. Always have an Atlanta stack. Um, Miami control pitcher, just Miami, like could potentially have some one offs here if it is him. Like Solaire, always good against left handed pitching. Um, Gary L, always good against left handed pitching. I could see like one offing. Either one of those guys in this spot. I mean, definitely Solaire as a one-off. Um, they have somebody else too. Um, I'm, I'm Garrett Hampson. If Garrett Hampson's in the lineup, he's probably really cheap. Um, middle infield usually. Like he's another guy that hits left-handed pitching well. Uh, big strikeout rate against left-handed pitching. So like could help here getting a contact pitcher. Um, so I don't mind any of those guys. Yeah, I, I think that's fine. Um, Dodd, like you mentioned, the low strikeouts. Um, so Power guys that strike out too much usually are excellent targets here. Jorge Soler fits that to a T. Um, love that call. And then don't mind the cheap guys that you mentioned as well. Nick Fortes is a cheap catcher you could throw in there. Um, Segura has hit lefties well throughout his career. You have to play him at third, which stinks, but he's only 2,900. Probably not a full stack for me, but I don't mind a three-man here. Um, Morning grind game. Let's do it. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Giolito's had his struggles, but the strikeouts have still been there. Minnesota is is striking out at a high rate this season. Um, I'm going to take some shots on Lucas Giolito today, I think. That one's smart. Um, I mean, that's who I had, too. I think it's either between, like, Canning or Rodriguez. I don't have, like, a lean either way. Um, I think they're both solid options for, like, potentially getting there. I would probably lean Rodriguez, but I mean, Canning, they're a very right-handed team. Either one of those guys I think could do it. Um, I don't have like a strong take, so I'm not going to like, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a little fluff pitch out there. And that's an Eduardo Uh, to be clear. Grayson. Yeah. Eduardo. Listen, if Rodriguez was under 8K, (laughs) we all know. Um, Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? I know Vince Velasquez has been really good recently, but man, Tampa Bay has been better recently. So uh, give me Vince Velasquez. I don't even know who to say. Um, give me the bad Lazardo. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say Verlander just because I don't think he'll pitch too deep, but I mean, it's Justin Verlander going through like 105 pitches and like do his thing just because. Over 4K to hit a home run. Who's going yard today? Give me Adley Rutschman. Love picking on Jordan Lyles. Uh, Rutschman is is just a beast at the catcher position. Love him today. Give me your boy. League leading Patrick. I knew you were going there. (laughs) Yeah. That's the other guy I had. And then my next couple answers are are favoring Cubs. So uh, I'm glad that you said that because I love wisdom today as well. 
All right, we're on Baltimore and Chicago. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's your cheap bet today? Sticking Cubbies here, Nelson Velasquez. Hopefully he's in the lineup. Um, if he's not, I'll go Miguel Amaya to get a, in his major league de- debut. I think one of them will be in the lineup at least, but definitely prefer Nelson Velasquez if he's in there. I'm going to say Ryan O'Hearn. First game he played this year, he had a multiple hits and he hasn't had it since, so he's due. Um, hashtag due. But I, I think like one of like I'm more targeting him for a home run in this spot, but um give me give me two hits since you took Velasquez and that's who I was gonna pick. Stack to score six or more runs today. Who do you got? It's gonna be Cubs for me. It's been a rough couple of games in Washington. They need to get back on track. They get the perfect spot to do that against Patrick Corbin. Give me Baltimore. I'm going back to the well. I love this spot. Um, Again, you know, I don't have to beat a dead horse, but the bullpen is terrible. And if they can get to it early, I mean, this is a great spot for them. So give me Baltimore. I mean, I like, I wonder if I can like do, if I could full on a Cubbies Baltimore stack. I feel like it should, I mean, position wise could easily work. Yeah, you might have to play canning in that one. I don't know if you can get both AK pitchers with that. They're they're well, they have expensive. cheap bats. That's O'Hearn's true. Cheap. Amaya's yeah. cheap. Um, Velasquez is cheap. Yeah, good call. But the only thing, like, if you're playing Amaya, you're not getting Rutschman. Yeah, that's that's tough. Um, so, but you still have Velasquez and O'Hearn to make it work. I think I think you can still get there. Yeah, I mean that that's a fun stack. Um, chat. Derek wants to know our third best stack today. Richie, let, right above that, said Mariners. I I like Seattle a good call, a good amount today. I think they're going to come in low owned because people don't like that ballpark. But we're certainly not scared of Rusinski, and we're certainly not scared of the Oakland bullpen. So I I like the Mariners call. I don't mind that one. Um, it'd be Mariners or Braves for me. Yeah. Mariners or Braves. I, I mean, like. Lazardo is either going to pitch well and do well, or I mean, they're just going to tee off on him. Atlanta is such a good offense. So I will say like sneaky wise, if you can make it work, I haven't tried yet, but man, if you can make a Tampa stack work, they are the hottest team in baseball and they get a great matchup today. So uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No fun slate, early slate, a lot of day baseball. Love it. Um, Can't wait to, Hopefully make some money here today. Hopefully that's how it all works out. So we'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. It should be, I mean, I think it's actually kind of a smaller slate on Friday for a Friday slate anyway. Um, I could be wrong. I made the schedule earlier this week and I feel like I remember that, but I could be thinking about a different Friday. But anyway, hope everyone has a fantastic Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow. Good luck. We will see you then.